Hold one. Arm drag. Brett screwed Brett. It's me, Austin. I did it for the rock. Oh, shut your mouth, you thong wearing fatty. Number four, arm bar. I am Sir Michael Cole. What? Welcome everyone to this week's episode of Grapplecast. It's me, your host, Taryn, alongside Jamie, Joe, and Dan. Hello. What's up, Goose? I like how now he says not as always anymore yes, because right, he's okay, never right. here. I did hear last week's episode. <laughs> I did hear that. It's just you just get into the rhythm of doing something, isn't it? I had last week. Apologies on my absence last week. We had booked to see because of this never-ending business of me buying a house since two properties have fallen through. We booked to see a couple of houses. One had cancelled and the other one was still going ahead and then we booked another one and I forgot and then Sorel reminded me on the day that we had to go and see him and it was the day in which we were recording and it was just such a bad and I couldn't not go and view them. In the end, they both turned out to be pish, so it was pointless <laughs> anyway. But you don't know, do you, until you get there. Um, and then, yeah, and then today I've been for the old booster jab for anyone who's uh, not in the UK. We're on our third coronavirus jabs for people that are choosing to get them jamie you got yours yesterday didn't you and you're feeling yeah, like loving life horse are you <laughs> i finished work got home for just after four o'clock and i've had a bit of a nap it's what great. are your symptoms life. um uh, like it could be mixed in but i've got a really bad tongue but that could have been because i burnt it at the steak pie yes team oh for um, sake. but but uh, no, I felt I felt ill this morning. My my left arm is dead, and I've just got a headache, which kind of feels full and light at the same time. It just keeps coming okay, and going. Yeah. It's like a bobblehead. It's great. It sounds like I... you watch Monday Night Raw. Ah, <laughs> uh, segways. How long has how long has it taken you to get through Raw this week, Dan? Is it? I've did literally... you start on Monday or start on Tuesday? And you still I'm, I'm finishing it now. <laughs> no, no, I've I started to try and finish it, and then I've just turned it off again. So I've tried four times to try and watch Raw, and I'm in the second. Well, I'm, I'm halfway through the second hour now. It's taking me four attempts, and I still haven't finished it. It's probably the one of the worst Raws I've watched. From what I understand, I, I haven't watched it, as I'm sure you can guess. But, um, my understanding is that basically the only reason for this week's episode of Raw. And correct me if I'm wrong. If anything else exciting happened, but the only reason for Raw this week was literally just to feed Bobby Lashley into that at day one. Pretty much. They had um, Akia Tozawa dressed up as Olaf the Snowman from Frozen, and he was hanging around in a park chasing after Dana Brooke, um, and they did a little somersault into some snow. Um, Why is he being arrested for that? If if I did that in the street, dressed up as a snowman to grope someone who walked past, I'd be arrested. No, but to be fair, it, it comes with the responsibility responsibility of being 24-7 champion. You're going to get groped. You can't help it. You you have it to true. be ready 24-7 to get hit in the park. I mean, don't you remember back in the day of the hardcore title when he was asleep and Crash Ollie came in when he was asleep and pinned him? <laughs> you never and know you when had, it can um, happen. You had Drake Maverick. He was getting married and he got pinned during his exactly. wedding ceremony as well. 
That's Nowhere is safe. On the plane back from Saudi Arabia. How long do we think it's going to be before they actually retire that championship? They're never getting rid of it. It is They're retired. Never. <laughs> never. The YouTube, never the YouTube clips. Do you not remember that all those YouTube clips about three years ago like the best thing that was going on at the time? It really been going doing... on that long. I don't know. Oh, yeah. we'll say is, well, I was going to say, because Probably of lockdown, we kind of forget this last year, don't we? But yeah. there was some of the best stuff going on. You know, When they were coming back from Saudi Arabia, and you're watching them on the plane, and he's trying to pin him. And then you had all the random 24-7 YouTube stuff. They were great. Bring when, them when back. Something... Who would have thought Who would have thought we ever said, bring them back? When something is new and fresh, it is exciting for the first couple of weeks. I remember... If you cast your minds back to when Mick Foley was standing in the ring, and do you remember the lights went kind of down? And he said, basically, he said, from now on, the last hour of Raw is going to be like dark or something. He said, he said, a bit more over the top, a bit more. I mean, that lasted a week. After after <laughs> the week after they did it, and then the week after that, it was gone. There was no more dimming of the lights and edgy stuff. So that didn't happen. And then he was holding that title in its bag. And he was describing the hardcore championship. He was talking about it. He was talking about his time stuff. And everyone was all like, oh, my God, they're bringing it back. They're bringing it back. They're bringing it back. And he went, and here it is, the 24-7 title. And the gasp of, like, people inhaling air ready. But there was no, like, exhaling of air out because people were just like, oh. And that fucking belt as well. That like, I mean, I think we've got used to the belt now. But, dear God, it's terrible looking. And, and, and the fact he went, and, and to crown the first ever champion, I'm gonna lie the belt in this ring, and the first one to come and pick it up wins the title. Well, Titus There's some prestige. Isn't he? he not the first one? Was he the first one? Ooh, uh, ooh, uh, he was the first ooh, one, yeah. Ooh, uh, ooh, uh, ooh. Did he pick it? Picked it up and won it, and somebody pinned him straight away, didn't they? I can't remember. Who. He did. You could do an entire question, quiz just on the twenty-four-seven. I know that Tucker's the. Um, the one who's held it the least amount of time, and you've got the revival. They're the people that are the heaviest people, and I think Pat Patterson's the oldest person to ever hold it. So it's good trivia behind the twenty four seven title. I'm telling you now. Well, how do you know the quiz isn't about the twenty four seven title, guys? Well, if Googling. it is, if it is, I am winning. If like it is, I'm going anyway. ruin it now <laughs> by telling you who the second one was. Let's have a look. It most likely are truth, but it's not about the 24 7 time. Don't you worry. Oh, You'll find out when we get there. Is that right? Go on. So it says, well, it must be. So, yeah, so Titus O'Neill, May the 20th, 2019, um, first champion. He was the one that ran in, grabbed the belt. What did he do? Two and, two and a half years. There you go. Eight. But then, yeah. But then the two person that pinned him there and then after him holding it for 10, 20 seconds was not the person who I thought it it was. Have a guess. Well, I said R-Truth, but I assume it's not going to be now. It's not R-Truth, no. Ricochet? Do you want to have a... No. Hold scroll. <laughs> I don't even think he was there, was he? Drake, senior, senior referee Mike Doan. <laughs> it was Robert Rude. Oh my days. I, Glorious. If that was a question in the quiz, he'd have been the last person that I'd have thought. I didn't think he was jobbing out that early. Because let's be honest, it's wow. the jobber's title. Well, some prestigious people have won it. I mean, Jinder Mahal, former WWE champion, he's held it. 
Oh, but I think that says more about how they're using Jinder Mahal <laughs> than it does the prestige of the title, doesn't it? Yeah, I guess so. But um, I, I like the title. If you ask me right now, do I want to get rid of the 24-7 title or keep it round? I say keep it round, but I think they should move it to different brands. You know, put it on uh, NXT UK. Well, yeah, I, I, I just forget that it exists because, you know, you think back to the Attitude Era when the Hulk attack was going, it was on Raw and SmackDown every week without fail. And they even said, oh, look what happened before the show or after the show. You know, this was the days before the internet and social media and things like that. So not days before the internet, but you know, you know what I mean? There was no, oh, look what's just happened two minutes ago and here it is. You had to wait until Raw or SmackDown to, to see it. Um but it still felt like there was more of a presence and it was the hardcore title. That was still a load of jobbers, let's be honest, most of them. But it still felt like there was more going on. It still felt there was more prestige with the title than this one. Whereas now, it's the 24-7 title. They can go three weeks without the belt being on Raw. It's never on SmackDown these days. They can go on three weeks without it being on Raw and then... It'll show up, whereas, you know, what are we supposed to think Dana Brooke's been doing? Keeping herself in lockdown for three weeks in a hotel room because nobody's going to go see it. They're letting, you know, if, if we put our, like, kayfabe hats on here, they're letting sports presenters, sportsmen, like, I'm sure an NFL player is probably won it at some point, or, like, a guest yeah, host or Gronk someone like that. Gronkowski was a signed WWE superstar. <laughs> well, time. yeah. But what I mean is, is they're letting people who aren't even contracted the WWE. still won it, some Glenn yeah. guy. So, so you know, why why isn't Dana Brooke able to walk down the street and I'm allowed to pin her? Because people that aren't contracted in, under WWE doing it. So, so where is she, where is she this whole time? She must be locking herself up for weeks at a time until she's next on an episode of Raw. What if, like, for a make a wish, I decide I want to pin her to win the title? Would I? Would I? Would she allow that to let me pin no, her? No, because you're not she... ill. No, but yeah. then, but, but then, you are actually with the after exactly. the vaccine. I mean, you're not but, dying, touch wood. No, yeah, I know, but like, but then, would she then pin you back to make sure she has it for TV, or would you be on TV the next night with the title going, "Yes, I'm here." But would you it be fair? Idea? You know that um, Money in the Bank, and you can challenge for any title. Yeah. Why don't they get our truth to win the Money in the Bank, and then he just doesn't realise he can have world title shot, and he just yeah, catches that, him for the I've always, thought, I've always thought, why don't you just do that and have somebody like cash in? Because I always thought they were going to do that with, I can't remember who it may have been. I'm probably someone like Big E, for example, decides to cash in for the tag team title or something. He could win the Rumble and challenge for the 24-7 title at the main event of WrestleMania. (laughs) WrestleMania night one, the main event at R-Truth versus Dana Brooke. (laughs) I can take my money now. Sold out. It'd be sold out. (laughs) Mate, that sounds great. I'd be watching it about 20 years' time. Like That is the best WrestleMania main event ever. So give us a rundown then, Dan and Joe, of what you've seen overall. Why has it been so bad this week? I honestly can't remember much of it. It's just a bit flat. They've done, yeah, clunk, they did this thing where they needed to add Bob the Lash into it. But instead of saying you've got a gauntlet match where you're facing them one after one after one, they did a match with Kevin Owens where he walks out and then you've got to wait an hour and then he has a match with Seth Rollins and then he's got to wait an hour and then he has his final match against Big E. And it's like, dude, like you just wasted the entire. You literally milked the entire show just. It's to do almost this. like having a gauntlet match, but spread throughout the show, not all in one yeah. match. <laughs> and I just got tired of it. You know, I have to hear Bobby Lashley's theme music 
three times in a night. And then they've got this uh, segment where Liv Morgan's having a cry because she lost a match and then she wants another match. And it just, yeah. And then they've got Finn Ballard teaming up with Damien Priest to take on Rudolph. Um, but um, who was it? It was uh, Austin Theory came out and took a selfie, which caused a distraction. Um, yeah, it's just boring to be fair. I did, it's the same I, old rubbish. I did see that Vince was on Raw again this week. He's having like quick two minute segments on Raw for the last three weeks, isn't he? And apparently, I haven't seen it, so maybe you can shed some light on it. But apparently, it was awful in it as far as just delivering the couple of lines promo that he had to do. I mean, I've seen it. We know he's getting old. You know, he's a seventy odd year old man now, but his delivery you you think about the great vince and i'm not saying this is a great vince mcmahon promo that it should be you know it's not vince mcmahon in the ring with stone cold steve austin but you think about the way he used to deliver lines the way he used to emphasize certain words the way that he put some attitude into it and things like that. now he's sat behind a desk and he's struggling to get his own he's struggling to remember what words he needs to say let alone delivering the lines themselves you know Mutley from Dastardly and Mutley? He sounds like Mutley. He's like, they're like, rah, 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 rah. <laughs> yes, Vince, I'll go down to the ring and I'll make an impression. What do we think this is paying off towards with Austin Theory? Then? I think it's going to be like a new Drew McIntyre kind of thing where he's like the chosen one. It's going to lead to a title match or he's going to get like... It's going to lead to him being released. <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah. I mean, if you're asking me who's potentially getting released coming up, it's... I think people like Nikki, um, ASH, there's pe- there's a lot of people that are on the cusp that could be, but at least they're doing something with a new talent. Um, and he's quite a young talent. He could be there for years. And apparently he's a solid worker as well. Um, he reminds me a lot of, and he, he needs a better finisher, but he reminds me a lot of like a Randy Orton. So um, sky's the limit. Let's see what happens with it. But it reminds me very similar of like, you're the chosen one. So he could be handed a lot of stuff on a silver platter to kind of get himself over. And I guess it's something new. We were just mentioning then that, um, you know, obviously this show was more or less centred around Bob the Lash to get him into that match at day one. I mean, the one thing that I will say is, is that I am in its own way looking forward to that match, actually. You know, we've we got, so we've got um, Bobby Lashley, Seth Rollins, um, Big E and, who am I missing? Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens. The newly, the newly um, signed Kevin Owens. Well, yes, and we'll get on. Oh, well, listen, believe me, we're going to get on to that. Believe me, I've got some <laughs> well, things to say about you that. You had to get a prediction right eventually. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think that it's... Um, I was looking forward to it when it was a triple threat match anyway. But I think, you know, fatal four-way, um, four solid talents, four main eventers as well. I mean, we are going to do our day one predictions um, week before. Anyways, will that be next week or will that be the week after? I don't know. At some I think point. It's the week after, yeah, two weeks time. Yeah, we'll be doing our predictions. Um, but as it stands at the moment, I'm expecting Big E to retain. But that, you know, I, I still think any, anything could potentially happen with that much the way things have been going. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, but. Other than that, Raw just sounded uneventful. It was just flat. It was boring. And you know me, I usually watch Raw the next day. I'm excited to watch it, you know, even if it sounds a bit rubbish. But this one, I didn't really see much about it. And I've tried to work my way through it. And other stuff's come up. And I thought, you know what? I'd rather watch Suits on Peacock or I'd rather watch Superman and Lois. I'm like, I'll put something else on. You know me, I'm one of the yes, biggest Superman fans. Superman and Lois, I haven't me. watched that yet. No, I'm oh, talking about Suits. It's really decent. Suits is amazing. Oh. Yeah, no. Suits is incredible. Suits. I mean, we never watched it, it before. Oh, you rewatching it? That's fine. That's so good. 
I've never watched I, it before. I'm not going to sit myself through that. I don't even know what Suits is. I do. I remember that on here, when it was on originally, it was on ITV2. Now, if it can't even be put on ITV over it, just go show how tin pot that show is. All I'll say is with with um, box sets or TV series, you usually have to get a series in. You know, Parks and Rec, it took me two seasons to get into it. Yeah, because get this rid one, of Brandanowitz and then you're fine. As 100%. Bye, Brad. Into it. You're done. But with Suits, I guarantee all you need to do is watch the very first episode and you'll just want to carry on watching it. You'll be hooked straight away. It's one of these series that it's a guaranteed, yeah, I need to see what happens next. It's, it's swish, it's elegant, it's awesome. You'll love it. It's the but, green but, back boogie. But that's not green you describing Monday Night Raw then, no? No, me describing Monday Night Raw is a cesspool of boring mediocre. It's like Lost. Don't run, we're not going <laughs> to... We are not talking about the greatest TV show of all time on this podcast because it will go on for hours. You're in for a dream, believe me. Have they um, have they I announced think... anything for SmackDown this week? Um, yeah, I think Charlotte Flair's facing Tony Storm do, ba, do, ba, do, do, um, because they've been throwing pies in each other's faces. Mm. So she won by disqualification last week, so she's got a title match this week. Roman Reigns returns to answer Brock Lesnar's... <laughs> Roman Reigns returns. He had a week off. Didn't they say something yeah. like he was trading in Samoa or somewhere That's or Hawaii idea, or something? Yeah. yeah, when he was just having a week off because he booked it. He, he booked some annual leave off. Work. <laughs> it, it's. I mean, last week SmackDown um, compared to Raw. Last week SmackDown was really hilarious. They had that segment with Sami Zayn where he's in a wheelchair and he's got those two massive doctors, those two male nurses, and we saw that Toy Story thing of like, hang on a minute. They're definitely not nurses. Let me see their papers. Um, Wasn't Brock Lesnar yeah, wearing like dungarees? He came out in dungarees, yeah. Um, and he Brilliant. basically said to Brilliant. Sammy Zane, he's like, hey, we're two uh, Canadian men. He's like, yeah, Canadian alphas. And uh, <laughs> we should go back to Saskatchewan and go hunting and eat the meat. And Sammy Zane's like, no, I can't do that. I'm a vegan. Um, <laughs> and then he just tries to escort him out in the wheelchair. Um, and then Paul Heyman basically says, why are you this Brock Lesnar? Why can't you be the old Brock Lesnar? And then he beats up the two male nurses and goes to attack Sami Zayn. That segment alone, the segment of the week, absolutely hilarious. Anything Sami Zayn does is the segment of the week. Yeah, but he was good on the bump this week as well. He uh, sat down for an hour with Kay- Kayla Braxton on the bump. You know we're shaking our wrist. You know none of us, apart from you and Joe, watch the bump. I love the bump. It's great. You should watch it. It's good fun. Who was on it this week then? Um, so they were talking to Carmelo Hayes and his sidekick, Trick Williams. Um, they had Sami Zayn on there as well. Uh, they're just having a good old time. They've got in looking at new action figures and stuff that's coming up. And you know what? They're just having fun and talking about wrestling. And that's what we're all here to do. You know, watch wrestling and talk about it with our friends. I mean, what more is there in life? Um, getting your COVID vaccination. Getting through. I'm in, I'm in Wales. I'm not allowed to leave the house anyway. That's so. <laughs> very true. Good. Probably for the best day. Um, yeah, I'll we'll go to the football tomorrow. See you later. <laughs> to um, so we've got, as it stands at the moment, so we've got that fatal four way match at day one for the WWE mm-hmm. Championship. We've got Lesnar Reigns, am I right, in, the, mm-hmm. in, in another rematch for the Universal Championship. So if we say. And again, this is jumping the gun a little bit more because there's still a good few weeks till the end of January, and I'm sure things will change. But as it's end of January, yes, you'll see where I'm coming now. If 
As it stands at the moment, if we're presuming Roman Reigns retains and Big E retains, whilst we're a few weeks off Jamie until the end of January, as it stands at the moment, who is the viable option to win the Men's Royal Rumble then? Um, it's Drew McIntyre because they've got the storyline on SmackDown that they're keeping him away from um, title contender matches. They're keeping him out of battle royals and qualifications. So I've got a feeling they're doing something with Drew McIntyre. Do you think they're going to have him win it twice in three, three years. years? Yeah. Yeah, and it makes sense given the big thing on the main stage of uh, getting a big win in front of the crowd. And they've always wanted to redo Roman Reigns versus uh, Drew McIntyre. Mm. Uh, massive, and it means that he gets the title ready for when it, the uh, pay per view comes over to the UK in September. Now, why? Here's another prediction. We're getting onto the Kevin Owens thing later, but here's another one of mine. Now, why Daniel and Joe and Jamie? I can't remember if he said it or not, but certainly Daniel and Joe. Why would Roman Reigns be facing Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania next year? Oh, wait, yes, it's because he won't be facing The Rock. Now, I'm sure I said that there would be no Roman Reigns versus The Rock at WrestleMania next hey, year. Still Did I not? Did I not? Come on now, just, Joe. Just saying, just saying, uh, if we look at the bookies right now. The bookies? Well, they've actually got some Rumble winners on there. Uh, Rumble yeah, questions. yeah. Right, give us the, the rundown. The Rock, Come on, the Rock is more favoured for <laughs> Drew McIntyre. Is he really? I will go through just the top five. You know, we don't. We don't have. No, to hang on. Let, let's have a guess. Let, let's have a guess. Who's the favourite? And it's not McIntyre. John Cena. No. Um, Lesnar. Yes. Okay. Second favourite. Oh, Kevin Owens. <laughs> The Rock. No, Kevin Owens is fifth favorite. The Ooh. Rock is fourth. Rick Flair. No. no. Second favorite. Oh, Rollins. <laughs> Seth Rollins is second Rollins, favorite. Yeah. And third favorite. Lashley. Is sixteen to one behind Roman Reigns at fourteen. Ron Breaker. Same as Cesaro, sixteen to one. What? And Rob Gable Stevenson, sixteen to one. That, that makes no sense. Well, Bobby well, Lashley, twenty to one, just behind Ooh. Big E, eighteen. Well, go on then. Who's, who's third then? Come on, Joe. Nine I guess to one, tied with The Rock at nine to one. Go on. What? Tied with The Rock. Randy Orton. No, Randy Orton Edge. is. Oh, no, he's twenty-five to one. No. I might play well, that. Randy Orton is thirty-three to one. Randy Orton has the same amount of chance of winning it as the following people, all at thirty-three to one: Tyson Fury, what? Walter, <laughs> Shinsuke Nakamura, Samoa Joe, Omos, Baron Corbin, and Bray Wyatt. What? Yeah, <laughs> what about what about Bron Breaker? Twenty to one. So, Bron Breaker's got more of a chance than any of the ones that you've just listed. Listed at 40 to 1. Well, God, just tell Ron us who was, third, who was third. AJ Styles. Oh, of course, fair enough. Right, go Braun on. Strowman, Kofi Kingston, Montez Ford, and Otis are all 40 to 1. What's the highest odds? What, well, no, on let, the whole let's list? quickly go on these 50 to 1s a moment because some of these names, are you ready? We're just doing these aren't the worst odds, though, are they? No, but all these are 50 to 1. Xavier Woods, fair enough. Tommaso yeah. Ciampa, Ooh. The Miz, Sheamus, 
yeah. Mustafa Ali, Mansour, Mansour. Johnny Gargano, Mansour John Morrison, what? Jimmy oh, Uso, Jey Uso, Dominic Mysterio, <laughs> Austin Theory. I said Jeff Hardy, didn't I? Jeff Hardy Hardy's and Hardy. Conor McGregor. That's interesting, uh, though, with Austin Theory, though, with 50 to 1. I think, that, I mean, the way they're pushing him at the minute, I, I, don't, I don't think there's a chance he would win it, but 50 to 1, I thought it's odd to be more to 20 is, to 1. Like, usually, with some of these names on it, it means people have put this bet on. Bet on I'm yeah. going go, to go to the hundreds, and then the, the biggest is 250 to 1. You can kind of guess who that is. But 100 to 1, CM Punk, pretty sure he's contracted to AEW. But why? Um, but then why is he a hundred to one and not two hundred and fifty? I mean, why is he on the list? And second of all, why is he not a thousand to one? Chris Jericho second. <laughs> <laughs> Kane. Kane, it's gotta be. That's gotta Kurt be. Kurt Angle. Retired. I mean, how how bad do you feel? Like Shane McMahon's also on there, and so are Stone Cold and The Undertaker. But how would you feel like all of these past superstars and superstars on AEW? Have the same amount of chance of winning as current WWE superstars, Shelton Benjamin and Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> the Undertaker's got more Undertaker. Who's who's <laughs> bottom then? Who's two fifty? Did you say two fifty was the highest odds? Two hundred and fifty to one. And is it somebody on the active roster, or is it a celebrity? Or no, it's not a celebrity. Uh, not on the active roster though. Not a celebrity. Technically, is it someone we know? Yeah. Great, I mean, yeah. to be fair, he's been on screen. What do you say, Joe? Adam Pearce. No. Michael Cole. No. Oh, God. Kevin man. Patrick. No. To be fair, like I said, he's on TV at the moment. At he's the moment. Pardon? But you said he's not a wrestler. No. Oh. And he's on TV. M- MVP. No. Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon. <laughs> He's always going to be in Good there. shit. MVP's not on the list. Yeah, that's fair. But MVP's not on the list, but like Vince McMahon and Conor McGregor and CM Punk and Jericho are. Well, Vince I mean, look, a former winner. 66 to 1. Triple H, Ricochet, Rey Mysterio, Pete Dunne, Jinder Mahal, Elias, Dolph Ziggler. How does Dolph Ziggler feel at being 66 to 1, the same as Triple H? <laughs> I think it could be Jinder's year. <laughs> Mansell 50, I, put all your money on. Yeah, Mansell. Honestly, all the money you want to Mansell. I think um, Austin Theory's going to have a bit of considering like, all the stuff he's doing with Vince McMahon. I, feel I don't think he'll win, but I think he'll have a good show in. The interesting thing with that and Austin Theory is they'll go one of two ways because they do this weird thing with talent that they're pushing. He'll either, like you say, Joe, have a good show in, but ultimately not win it because he's far, far too early. He's at the beginning of his career. Or they'll do that thing where, which they do sometimes with wrestlers at the pushing. He'll come in and be made a fool out of and get eliminated within within being in the ring within thirty seconds, ten seconds, because they do that randomly, which is stupid. But that 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 wouldn't surprise me as well. But no, that's that's interesting. Some of those odds because I don't at the moment, and this will bring us into it now. I don't see anybody winning the rumble other than Kevin Owens at the moment. I mean, put the put it on them. Put all that money on. Was it sixteen? Was it? 
Let's have a look. I'm then. quite tempted to get one. the put it on. I'm quite, yeah, I'm quite thinking to put the old £10 on that. So we'll go into that. So it's been reported that Kevin Owens has signed a new multi-year deal between 2 and $3 million a year. Um, now, I will say, not a surprise to me, because yet again, I said he wasn't going anywhere. Regardless of you guys, adamant he's going to AEW, he's best friends with them, it's happening. Guaranteed, I heard, off a couple of you, if not all three of you. Um, but no, he's staying, and I've just got a feeling they've said, have this money and win the Rumble. Um which would have been a bad shout because he hasn't won the Rumble and it's about time we get him in a singles match main event at WrestleMania. So, yeah, I'll go with that as my early prediction. But, you know, just coming away from the Rumble and coming away from your wrong predictions, what are our general consensus with that? Are we are we happy that he's re-signed with WWE? Did we want him to go to AEW or are we just surprised? You know what, I'm happy. I mean, AEW's got 4,288 different wrestlers on their roster now. So... You might as well stay with WWE. They've got about six wrestlers since their releases, so at least they can do stuff with them now. Are we surprised? Yeah, hope they do stuff. Well, you've yeah, I'd be, until, no? I'm really okay. happy. I'm really happy because Kevin Owens is like my favourite wrestler on the main roster at the minute. I just love Kevin Owens. Like half of my wrestling t-shirt collection, Kevin Owens. Like, like he's just in so now. He's like just going out and do whatever he wants. I just hope that. They don't mess it up and they actually use him properly because like all of the promos are gold, like he like when he wrestles, he's believable. Yeah, I'm I'm a massive Ken Owens fan, so I'm I'm glad he stayed. I just I think he's played his part well because he was tweeting all those things about the young bucks like, Oh, I might I might go. So I think he planted like the seed of doubt with Debbie Debris, like I'm not a sure thing, like like I I will go if the if the offer's best. So I think WWE put in the best offer because people thought, oh crap, we're actually going to lose Kevin Owens and he's well respected. Do we think he spoke with AEW? Do you think they at least angled oh, yeah. the carrot and said, this is what we'll give you, this is how many years, this is how much money and this is an idea we've got for you? Surely he must have spoke to them. Yeah, well, he yeah. said, oh, what have you facing Jungle Boy on Dark Elevation in two weeks' time? You <laughs> yeah. went, ah, you know what, I'll just pass on. <laughs> I'll stay where I am, yeah. I can I can see the disappointment in Jamie's face. He was, I mean, more because he was. It was the guaranteed Jamie was saying the guaranteed he'd be there. He will be eventually. I'm sure it's going to happen at some well, point. Well, it depends. But I mean, he's 37 now. He signed a multi-year deal. Rumor to I would see him punk. Yeah, but I would Brian Danielson. How um, Sting? It's Sting. <laughs> I mean, they're still going in AEW. It's not the end of the world. He could have another three years, but the only thing that I'm worried about now, he's going to sign this, have a really good four, five, six months, and then he's just going to be down in the shitter again. (laughs) Yeah, no, I I agree. I mean, the same argument could be said, though, if he went to AEW with the size of their roster at the moment. It's, um, I think the danger with AEW is, is that they are signing a lot of what you would call indie talent or up-and-comers, new talent, green talent, that type of thing, but they are signing some bigger names as well over the last couple of years. And, you know, is it... I'm going to contradict myself when I say this. Obviously, like, Dark and Elevation are the types of shows for these new wrestlers and -and up-and-coming wrestlers and stuff, but do they run a danger where it literally will just be your unknowns are on Elevation, your 
starting to know who they are so they're on dark and then you know just your main eventers are on dynamite and then you're on the danger of well not every match on dynamite is a main event but all your main eventers are on the show you know who goes in match one who goes in match three who goes in match five the main event i think some of them that have been there a while would still on dark in elevation anyway and it would be one of those things where they can put the big stars against the up-and-comers to try and get them a bit more like Jungle Boy, for example, like I said, he's had the most matches in AEW history, hasn't he? Because he's been on all three of the shows and he's happy to kind of learn and fight all these different people. So I don't see it's going to be just... I'd say your mid-carders might be on there. Obviously, you're not going to see Kenny Omega on Dark or Elevation or anything like that. But your mid-carders, sure. Like, don't see there being an issue with, with them going on there. And it gives them more matches to have as well. And having these new superstars, it builds for the future. I mean, and you can build your characters. Look at Ty Conti. She built herself on Dark and Elevation and had a main event match against Britt Baker. Don't think True. she had a lot of Dynamite appearances beforehand. The one thing I will say is that at least with Dynamite, Dynamite with Dark and Elevation, they are exactly there for that reason to elevate and to you know make and stars. they're shown on TV. It's, well, exactly. If you what if you compare it to, for example, something like main event, for example, main event WWE main event means nothing because no number one nobody watches it unless you're down on your board, and <laughs> number two they don't mean anything. There's no continuation story really or anything like that, and they're not like oh you must watch main event this week because I don't know Dana Brooke is facing Tazawa. Do you know what I mean? It's just. They are literally, it's usually just two matches, two singles matches usually, of four wrestlers all together that are doing absolutely nothing a minute, thrown together just so they can effectively pay the contract off by having them on, not TV, but on, on the network. It means nothing, whereas at least Elevation and Dark have that continuation each week before people start to migrate onto, you know, if we're calling Dynamite like a main roster show until they Win and losses count. Win loss records count. You you start winning on Dark Winner take all. Your name Winner slowly goes all. up on those Dynamite power rankings and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I get a title shot. You get beat up straight away, but it'd be great. You'd love it. Does does anybody here, though, actually watch Dark or Elevation? Is it, or if they don't, has anybody to. ever watched I don't anymore. Yeah. yeah. I've never watched, watched a single episode. Even yeah, because it was Paul White on Does Paul White still do commentary for it? I don't know. I like said I haven't watched it in a while, but yeah, it was commentary on it. I was thinking about I, this... I watched a few of the Mark Henry ones. I was thinking about this the other day. So is is Paul White on Dark and Mark Henry on Elevation? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And is Mark Henry still doing it? Again, I haven't watched it. Shall we have years. a Google AEW? I assume Elevation. we will be. There's too much Dark wrestling. Elevation. I don't even have time to watch Dynamite half the time. And that's this the main the one. That's the main show of the three. Four. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Um, October the 11th, 2021 to present day, your commentators for Elevation are Tony Schiavone, Paul White and Mark Henry. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. there we go. So, what's dark? And it's given them. It's given them time. To, given them ways to learn the business and kind of do it with not on network television and having a bit of fun with it. Uh, I think Dark is Dark Excalibur? apparently according to this is just Excalibur and Taz. Yeah. Oh, Excalibur's terrible, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's always, it's always <laughs> up to be a dark. 
because they're literally just like sat there just talking shit and like literally <laughs> like every every month like my mix is much of any bit he, he always has dark on the like the stuff they're seeing this it's always taz isn't it it's it's taz yeah, it's and it's because Taz just talks absolute shit in the best way. If you ever see any of that, they just start having conversations about other things during the match. Did you hear about the thing about Taz this week? There was a guy who snuck his way into the AEW locker room last week. Did you hear of that story? No, go on, fill us in. So, yeah, he was just randomly sat backstage, like, pretending to be a handsome town, but it was just a fan sat backstage. Um, and he was sat in, like, some, like, random wrestling spot. So people, I think it was um, FTR started questioning him and said, oh, mate, um... Who are you? Oh yeah, I'm in. I'm enhancement talent. Oh yeah, who trained you? Uh, Jeff Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> like, hang on a minute, what? And then, oh right, okay. And then the guy gets out again, a bit more nervous. He's like, yeah. And um, Taz is my best mate. And they're like, hang on, Taz. Taz has no friends. Um, so apparently FDR like grabbed him and chucked him out the locker room. But yeah, apparently security so bad with the AEW show that a random fan ended up sneaking into the locker room, pretending to be in- enhancement talent. That is brilliant. That is fantastic. You mentioned FTR there. Apparently on the dirt sheets this week, their contracts are up in oh, January or February. They're yet yeah, to not sign. Going anywhere. I assume yeah, they're not will. going anywhere. Yeah, I assume. I mean, where where will they go? They're not going back to WWE. So unless they fancy working the indies and they're not going to impact, why would they, they can go work anywhere? the indies with an AW contract anyway? Well, yeah, well, exactly, yeah. So why would you lose out on the money just to they go could sign to New Japan. New Japan's the only thing they haven't done. I mean, if you look at it, they've won pretty much the tag titles everywhere else now. They'll stay, I, I would assume. Uh, somebody who has been in the spotlight this week, apparently, because WWE has significant interest in signing him, however, is everybody's favourite, MJF. Now... Yeah. Better than better than you. Um, this is an interesting one because he's been very vocal previously, and you never know which way to kind of take him, especially on social media. But I, I don't think he's well. He's certainly not against the idea, by the sounds of it, of going to the WWE eventually. Um, mm-hmm. Whether or not it will be in the next year or so when his contract's up for renewal, or whether it'll be in a few years' time. Um, that's of course if he's still, you know, on the level of what he's on now. One would assume he can only get better, but you know, you never know in wrestling. Um, what do we think the realistic possibilities are of that? Then is he could he potentially jump ship and go to WWE, or is he another that'll resign and stay whenever the contract's up? I think he's one of these ones. I think eventually, but he's so young. Like you could see three, four years time him go, and he'd like turn up in a rumble like an AJ Styles. But the fact that you know within a year's time, you could see him as an AEW World Champion. I can't see him moving anytime soon. But if you said to me in three, four years time, would I see him move? Yeah, because you're always seeing these pictures of him um, having autographs with WWE wrestlers and stuff when he was younger, and he was appearing on all of these shows and stuff. Um, you know, he's backstage with Samoa Joe in NXT and. He actually tried out for Tough Enough as well, and there's that video out yeah. there. So he's always been a WWE guy. Um, yeah, he's smashing it there in AEW, but he's one of these guys, you can imagine, he probably owns a replica title. He probably went to every single wrestling event with a replica title, pretending he was a WWE champion. So maybe not this time, but maybe in three or four years' time, they certainly can see him jump ship. Don't forget, he's 25 years old. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> he's got at least three or four years left in him. Yeah, and I think one of those things... He's special. Yeah, yeah, oh, absolutely. But he's one of those as well that 
um across across the brands as well like you said he i don't think there'll be an issue of him going like because he what he, he he's one of the only people from aw that would actually go to wwe because he hasn't been there whereas a lot of the aw wrestlers have been there obviously despite some of the younger ones but everyone's kind of already been to wwe and then come back to aw so the thing is with mjf though is They'd ha- I say they'd have to. They don't have to, but they, they will choose to do so. They, they, they'll tone him down as far as his character, his promos, the you know, the the words he uses in his promos. They'll probably try and change his wrestling style as well to the WWE ways he wears it. But certainly, well, they don't. They don't with the Miz, so. though, do they? Like you look at the Miz, he's basically the Miz. Like they don't do that with the Miz. So no, but with, it, it with MJF, it's a bit. Yeah, he swear. I mean, I know it's TV fourteen in it over there, but. I just he wouldn't be able to get away with saying the things he says on Dynamite on Monday Night Raw or Friday Night SmackDown. I do think that would put him off. However, I do think the temptation to go there it, it would be too much for him not to. Like you say, he's twenty five. He, he don't want to look back. You look at you look at people like Sting, for example, that have said they always regretted not going to WWE earlier. Never wanted to, was happy in TNA, and quite rightly so, because he looked after him, good money, good contract, that type of thing. But then always thought, oh, if I'd have just gone two or three years earlier, I could have had these matches, I could have had this match with The Undertaker, things like that. Everyone but wants you... Miz versus MJF. Yeah, exactly, and, and and you hear of the regret. If he does it and he just stays with AEW until, you know, it's, it's not going to happen, he's not going to stay with them for the next 25 30 years but if he did he's gonna go wow i never went to wwe and just like you said dan he was or he maybe even it's a wwe mark um he, he wants to go and experience there you don't become especially if he becomes even you know higher up on the ladder than he is now to never go to quote unquote the biggest wrestling company out there it's just not gonna happen so he's definitely going to go it's just a case of when rather than if i think and uh i don't think i don't think it'll be in the next couple of years and unless of course you know his contract might be up next week is he on the list jamie for a royal rumble royal win? rumble 2023 a... not next year 2023 i am um, let's go for it now i can imagine because like that. i said I, I mean the miss has been in the business like 20 years nearly i don't think he's got that many years left it's going to Nobody's... have to happen in the next few years. I think you will see. And um, what year are we now? 20, MJF 20... versus Samoa Joe. They're, f... you know, they could do so much <laughs> stuff with that. Samoa Joe will be. I'm surprised. I don't even think he'll. Come and back with everything now, that happened, they've definitely got to have a match because then you can talk about obviously him as the security guard and stuff, and he could talk about how it was a doctored photo and stuff. It wasn't actually him. <laughs> There's so much well, great stuff that he can do on the mic. It, he could face anyone. It's basically Death 2022 Romans. now. In a couple of weeks, it'll be 2022. So he will be in the WWE by the end of 2025, within the next three years. I think if his contract is up next year, he'll sign a couple of year extension with AEW, and then he'll he'll go to WWE. WWE are too much in chat. They're just going to throw all the money at him. It'll be it'll be the next contract, I reckon. Well, next year. Mm-hmm. It, Apparently, Fox and, well, this is and the, USA he Network says Kevin are both Owens was going to AEW. This is the guy who said it'll be the Rock at WrestleMania next year. I've heard it all. I've heard it all. The amount of shit you will, you can't say anything. 
<laughs> but apparently Fox and USA are very interested in MJF as well, and I'm sure they will just go, his contract coming, pay him what he wants. Give him a blank check. Do PSG to Messi. Just have a blank check. Whatever you want, just have it. <laughs> well, you... He will appear at some point, at some point, believe me. Someone who didn't appear, though, this week, Jamie has been saying, you know, for the last two weeks, oh, don't you worry, it's not winter. I've never said it was that. It, it, it was, you windy. said, it was guaranteed that <laughs> winter is coming. Well, where was he? Where was he? The shithousery of AEW, they must have done it on purpose, that main event and all the lights go out and everyone went, oh my God, it's happening, it's Bray, it's Windham, here he is, and it's Sting, comes out with Darby <laughs> Allen and everyone's just like, oh, for fuck's sake. Where is he? Where is he? He's going back movie, to the Rumble. What were those odds again for the Rumble? He was 18, I think. Let me double check. So I was looking at the women's. Um, Bray Wyatt is 33 to 1, sorry. Mm. Same as Randy. The women, then? Women's must be yeah. Bailey, surely. Yeah. yeah. There ain't no Sarpanos now. Bailey's been so who's 250 to 1 in, in the women's end. Who do you think? Is it somebody on the roster? No. Oh, Stephanie McMahon. Yes. <laughs> uh, just, just quickly though, uh, if you look at nine to one and ten to one, which are the fifth and so the fourth and fifth favorite, you have Paige and Alexa. Oh, Paige. Well, that's evil is mine. And don't worry, at sixteen to one, the same odds as Bianca Belair, Charlotte Flair, Naomi, Shayna Blazer. Shayna Blazer, Shayna Baszler, <laughs> Shotzi Blackheart, and the returning Lacey Evans, Ronda Rousey. Never, it's never gonna happen. <laughs> what's, what's, what's Raquel Gonzalez? Uh, Ten to one, same as Ooh. Becky Lynch. Ooh. Do you know what? I've come to the conclusion now that Ronda Rousey will never ever come back as Ronda. She may one day just, you know, like a, a, a big event, not For even the necessarily WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah she will be in it. But maybe like a SummerSlam or something, you know, when they kind of just go like, and um, backstage it's, I don't know, Kayla Rexon talking to Lacey Evans and then just out of camera, the camera turns and Ronda Rousey's just looking at her type thing. It'll just be a, there'll be an appearance. for the Rumble though? Well, this is the thing. This is what I was saying to you guys off off, um, off the podcast is that, you know, it's, it's, they're going to have, They'll fill a men's rumble, especially with a couple of surprises. But the women's rumble coming up this year or next year, should I say? There's no one left, so you know they're gonna really have to have a decent handful of NXT and a decent handful of surprises. But the surprises can only really be, let's be realistic about it, the people that they've already brought back in the last two or three years because there isn't anyone else. Molly Holly will be back for like a fourth time in a row, or however long it's been. Ivory probably, Victoria probably again because she came back last year. She needed a mess with. <laughs> all the things you said, mine. all the things I said, running through my head. But she came out last year, didn't she? Too, um, which was great. I love Victoria, but to no crowd, so she could very well appear again this year. We'll probably get Santina again just to fill up the. Uh... No, we might get Karma. Awesome. No, no, Karma. she's officially retired now. What? If, what if we get Nidia from Tefan Up Season Two? Everyone Nidia. would be like, "Who is Jamie that? Noble. Yeah, Jamie Becky Noble and the Meds and Nidia and the. Uh... <laughs> 
in the women. It was Nidia that was with Jamie. No yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Yeah, from Tough Enough. Jesus Christ, son of a. Swear to God, did um, did any of us catch? I know, unfortunately, I didn't watch it, but Ring of Honor had their final event, but potentially ever. I know they keep saying, "Oh, just the final event for now," but let's be honest, they are. They've released all the contracts. They've shut the business down. They've effectively liquidated it from what I understand. So it's probably, unfortunately, never coming back. Hence the name. <laughs> It'll come back but, in um, five years as a reunion. Yeah, probably. But um, I saw CM Punk had a, had a promo on there and a couple of people. I think Brian Danielson might have done as well. I didn't see it, but I think I read somewhere as well. And there was a lot of championships that change hands to say they've effectively been retired in the championship straight away as well. But it looked a decent card. Yeah, it was pretty decent. There was a few people, um, apparently, that are en route to AEW. Brody King um, has just been signed by yeah. AEW. Um, he's massive. He's uh, potentially going to be teaming up with Alistair Black, um, and also the Briscoes started a feud with, um, was it FTR that they started a feud with? They or? did, and the Briscoes have yeah. apparently just signed as well with AW, which is brilliant, because I know they're getting on a bit now, but WWE have been trying to get hold of the Briscoes for years, they have, and uh, you know now we're going to get to see them on mainstream you know, access cable television. Yeah, it'd be pretty decent. It, it looked like an all-round good show. It looked like AW helped them out quite a bit, and brought over some talent, but we've seen a Escape the Narrative stable being formed with the Titan, Adam Scher, um, EC3, and um, is it Buddy Murphy? Not Buddy Murphy, the other one. Um, his tag team partner. They Blake. Formed a stable. Blake. Blake. Wesley Blake, that's it. They formed a team. Apparently, Carrying Cross has joined their team on the internet as well. Ooh, um, so yeah, they formed a little t- stable. It was so. good to see. Um, it was good to see the Titan. It was good to see Braun himself there, and you know they're effectively going to have to carry on that feud out. But I mean, sure, surely this means the Titan or Braun, whatever you want to call him, surely he shows up on AEW, even if he's not going to be contracted, just for a couple of appearances, because they're going to have to get this storyline going elsewhere because Ring of Honor's gone. So, it could be NWA, uh, but it, you know it'll draw ratings wherever it goes. People want to see what he's he's doing. I mean, it was it was trending after it. Very true. I I will try and catch catch it. It sounded like a decent show. Um, there was a lot of matches as well, though, wasn't there? Like I say, titles change hands, titles retained. There was a, a, a lot filled in there. It was almost like an episode of bloody Elevation or Dark. It was like twelve <laughs> or thirteen matches on Elevation or Dark, whatever it was this week. I looked at the results and like some of the matches, like one minute twenty two seconds or two minutes thirteen seconds. And you, you just think that that's not enough time to give anybody exposure in the ring. That's as that's as bad as Raw or SmackDown when they're having bloody women's matches that are lasting, you know, two minutes for the entirety of four matches put together. Not good. No, rant over. Right, shall we quiz it then? Jamie, have Ooh. you got us a quiz for this week? No, your father's been laid off. <laughs> I still haven't watched <laughs> it yet. Oh, jingle all the way. I watched National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, so I'll only watch, like, uh, there's, there's four films on my list every year that I have to watch because I'm not a big Christmas fan film. It's Die Hard, of course, National Lampoon's yeah. Christmas Vacation, Jingle All the Way, and Home Alone. And there, there, where there is the Grinch? Gone. It's terrible. Oh, it's te- terrible, terrible, terrible. It's terrible. Ter- <laughs> there isn't a word for it, but if there was, by God, it would be terrible. <laughs> I, ended up, like, I, I woke up one day, uh, I think it was Sunday, and um, oh no, it was Saturday. It was after my work Christmas party, 
and I went in the living room. It's nine o'clock in the morning, and Joe's watching Deck the Halls. I've never seen Deck, Deck the Halls. Walk in the, walk in the, the living Matthew room. film. Yeah, and yeah. there's Chevy and Danny Chase. Danny DeVito. That's him. He's like looking for a plug to turn on some lights, and there's a news crew, and I'm like, what are you watching? I tell you what we did watch this year was, is it called Christmas with the Cranks with Jamie oh, Lee Curtis and thingy? And it wasn't Tim as Allen, bad yeah. as in Tim Allen, yeah. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. I mean, it was still bad. Because most Christmas films are, but um, it, it, it was it was all right. I could put it with that one over like I can't think of top of my head, like the Grinch because that's terrible or Muppets Christmas. Come in the church here, the church here. No. Nobody said anything about the church here. I, I can't even watch Bad Santa. I think that's crap. The more I watch Bad Santa, the worse I think that gets. Bad Santa Two, watched... I've seen once and I'll never need to see. We that watched again. Jingle All the Way just yeah. for Big Show saying, "I'm going to yeah. jerk your holes, bub." Well, I've got little that... buddy. <laughs> I, I'm trying to save Jingle All the Way as close to Christmas, Christmas as yeah. possible, and I've got my Turbo Man to sit next to me to watch Jamie's is nettled safely under his tree, isn't it? Because you're not allowed to watch Christmas. Yes, it um, is. So and I got the card game now as well. Finally. Yes, so finally as well. Oh, so. Where's Mum? She's outside petting turd. <laughs> right, let's do this bloody quiz. Can we just talk about Jingle All the Way? Okay. Best. I have well, ten questions about. Today, so. I did. Really. Nobody likes booster. <laughs> we don't want it. Um, we don't ten want questions. it. Ten questions. Some of it was about stuff that is currently going on. Then I decided I couldn't do that, so I was like, I'm just going to do random stuff. Yeah, so question yes. one is three points up for grabs. Oh. We're going straight in here. And it is because, obviously, at Wyndham is coming, oh. MJF won to win his third Dynamite Diamond Ring. But who did he beat to win all three? And a one and three. Who I thought was it was the a one? Royal. No, Battle Royale, then the last two face each other next week oh, in a singles match. Um, okay, yeah. Question two. Apparently there was a tagline. So what was the tagline for AEW Wyndham is Coming 2021? What was the tagline? It was on some of the posters, so I'll let them have it. It was definitely advertised. As I've put something terrible I have because I know it's wrong, Black. I've just seen the music something like this. Talking about the big news, obviously Kevin Owens did re-sign with the double double well, But who was Kevin Owens' debut in NXT against? Oh, dear God. Oh, he had a squash match. That's horrible. It was a great, uh, it was one of the best NXT pay per views. That oh, is that the first big one? Was it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Then I decided I'm just going to go into random stuff. So, which former NXT wrestler has made the most takeover appearances without winning a single match? Jesus. He had six takeover appearances and didn't win once. <laughs> I think I know. Hmm. Yeah, I'll be. Question five. 
everybody's favourite celebrity wrestler, Stephen Amell, competed in his only singles match at All In. But who was his opponent? Oh. Oh. See, Taron's going to get zero because he doesn't have Google. No, I actually, no, I actually am. The way it's going <laughs> at the minute, I've answered five questions and I don't know the answer to any of them so far. <laughs> Question six. Who was ranked number one in the PWI Top 150 Women in 2021? I only read this as well the other day. Oh, you know, it's got to be. It's got to be. It's gotta be Kane. It's gotta be. Question seven. In what year did the New Day debut? Hmm. In what year did the New Day debut? Okay. Question eight. Who has won the Slammy Award for Superstar of the Year the most? Which wrestler has won the Slammy Award for Superstar of the Year the most? I'll just put the obvious random questions. Question nine. Going back to the PWI. Which wrestling manager has won the PWI Manager of the Year the most with four awards. He won the Manager of the Year PWI four times. Who was it? Hmm. All right, come on then. What have we got for 10? And the final one, because I started going down a salami rabbit hole and nobody wants to do that. So I thought I'd finish off with the greatest slammy moment of all time. What was the name of the song Vince McMahon sung at the Slammy Awards? Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I can just picture him in that shirt. <laughs> with Hulk Hogan playing bass. With Hulk Hogan and the Hulkamaniacs. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, Randy, is it like Randy Savage playing a fucking trump, trumpet as well? He loves it. This could well, literally, I'm not even joking, guys. This could literally be <laughs> a zero score. This like, is probably surely, the worst I've ever done. Do you not even I'm, know who MJF faced this week to no, win the. No, <laughs> I actually don't. I knew there was a battle royal, but I don't know who he. So okay. I've just written some well, names down. We will start. Here we go. MJF has won three diamond, dynamite diamond rings. He's won all three of them. Who did he face each year? Go on, Taryn. Give us some names. Oh, each year. I thought you meant yeah. this week. No, he's. <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, Darby Allen, no, Eddie Kingston, no, um, who did he probably face last one? year? I'll go with um, someone, Sammy Guevara, no, oh, Joe, Cody Rhodes, no, Orange Cassidy, correct, hey. Uh, Darby Allen. Incorrect. 
Dan. Uh-huh. Yeah, Orange Cassidy's the one that he didn't have, but the other two were Hangman Page and Don T. Martin. Correct. Two points to Dan. Yes, Orange Cassidy was the second year wow. last year. I okay. I Scorpio Sky. I think he was in the fa- like the final few though. He had a random push, didn't he? But there you go. What was the tagline for AW Winter is Coming 2021? Dan. It's Sting! <laughs> <laughs> Joe. It's cold outside. Taron. I also put, but I put baby, it's cold outside. No, That's because I have no idea. Apparently it was war is here. Oh, give over. Wow. <laughs> okay. Kevin Owens' debut in NXT was against Dan. Well, you said pay-per-view. That's why I changed it from Juice Robinson, but I went with Sami Zayn. Taron. Um, Tyler Bates. Joe. Sami Zayn. No, his NXT debut was against CJ Parker. Uh, yeah, Juice Robinson. But you changed it. That was a pay-per-view, though, that. Oh... <sighs> See, you gave me more information. It changed my answer. Because <laughs> it was the no pay-per-view where Sami Zayn won the title. And then he, he, and beat... Then he beat him up at the end. That was a pay-per-view. That was the first takeover. Well, his first actual match, well, his first pay-per-view match was against Sami Zayn. That's where he won the belt. But his first like NXT match was against Juice uh, Robinson. That, that was on the pay-per-view. Right. N- null and void <laughs> that question. <laughs> null and void. I... One minute, let me bring it up here now. Kevin Owens in the professional wrestling career. Yeah, I did, but it didn't come up. I'm starting to get fluey symptoms now after this vaccine. Fluey symptoms. I am. Um, Yeah, at at NXT TakeOver Revolution, Owens defeated CJ Parker in his debut match. No. It was the best pay per view they ever did. December 11th, well, hang on, Dan, what, what are you shaking your head for? Didn't you get it right? No, he changed it because he thought it was an oh, NXT oh, and not a Because you, you, if you just kept it, it was like, who, who did he have his debut? Well, match I would have got it right. But when you said, well, 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 well. Yeah, it, was, it was the first match of the pay per view. Then he came back at the end and beat up Sami Zayn after he won the title. God's sake. Because everyone was like, yeah, he finally won it. And then, obviously, then he beat him up. <laughs> um, okay. Which former NXT wrestler has made the most takeover appearances and not won a match? Sorry, I didn't even get your answer, Taryn. Did you even put anyone? Uh, yes, I did. But it was, Who did you put? It, just, it doesn't matter because it wasn't the right answer. Oh, you put Tyler Bate, didn't you? Sorry, I did. Yes. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, Tyler yes, Bate, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, which former NXT wrestler has made the most takeover appearances and not won a match, Taryn? Well, I, I, I think I either heard the question wrong or you didn't read it out that way before. I didn't hear you say NXT wrestler. I thought you just said which wrestler. Which former? Which former NXT Oh, because I thought, well, he's been which on former the, wrestler? He's been on the main roster in NXT. No, I put Cesaro because I knew he'd been on NXT a few times and lost. Yeah. Joe? Tyler Breeze. Dan. Tyler Breeze. No. Ty Dillinger. Oh, turn. (laughs) Turn. Okay. Five. Who did Stephen Amell face at All In? Joe. Pack. Dan. I also wrote Pack. Taron. 
Not a narrow Cody Rhodes. Christopher Daniels. <laughs> okay, who was ranked number one in the PWI right. top one fifty women in twenty one twenty one? You've got this, Taryn. I believe in you. Let's go to it, you it, first. Well, surely it's got to be DMD. It's got to be Britt Baker. Surely, Dan, Sasha Banks, Joe oh, it is as well. I put Bailey. It is Sasha Banks. You're all wrong. Hey? It's hey? Bianca Belair. Oh, that's who I mean. Yeah, oh, God. I actually wrote the Anchorbello across the <laughs> Okay. In what year did the New Day debut? Joe? 2017. Dan? 2013. Taryn? 2014. The answer is 2014. Well, finally a point. <laughs> I'm not going to finish on this. Top now. No, Dan's got two yeah. points on the first one. So he's definitely winning. <laughs> okay. Who has won the Slammy Award the most for Superstar of the Year? Dan. Juan Cena. Taryn. John Cena. Joe. I put Randy Orton. No, it is John Cena. Yes, finally two. Oh, I didn't see that one coming. Oh, she... <laughs> okay. The PWI Manager of the Year. Was won four times by whom, Dan? Bobby Heenan. Taryn. I was going to put Bobby Heenan, but I put Paul Heenan. Joe. I put Bobby Heenan as well. Well, uh, unfortunately, you just had to use your brain, Taryn, and realise it was Bobby Heenan. I thought it would have been, yeah. <laughs> I just thought lately people... Jim Cornette was close with three. Don't join the Heenan family. Okay, and everybody's favourite Slammy Award moment. What song did Vince McMahon sing at the Slammy Awards, Taryn? I think it's called Stand Back. Joe. Stand Back. So Joe knows, yeah. Stand Back. Stand Back. Stand Back. (laughs) Yes, it is Stand Back. Calculate your scores and let's give Dan the win. Yeah, give Dan the win because I got... Three. I got Five. three as well. Five. But it would have been seven. Well if, red, if, if they were red properly, it would have been seven. Well, yeah, it would have been, yeah. If it had to be decent questions. For decent I gave you a clue by there. saying it was a pay-per-view. <laughs> no, no, that, that's what made me get it wrong. Right. That <laughs> um, puts Dan on 18, Jamie on 11, me on 6, and Joe on 6. Well, I've definitely like, what... finished second, and there's well, like one or two weeks Dan's left. definitely finished top, because there's only like two weeks of the year left. Um, which it's means the battle for relegation. It's the battle for last place and third place playoff. Oh, wait. Um, I think Brad, Brad's still got wait. more than you, and he's tied. Probably. Yeah. What, what, what have you both got? Six. Are you both tied? Three. Yeah, six each. And Taryn's hosting next week if Joe wins. <laughs> well, hang on, I think hang we on. Dan, let's just throw the quiz. <laughs> well, hang on. Is next week the last week? Unless no, we, we got do two one. more weeks. We've got we two don't. weeks, technically. But then it'll be Dan after that hosting. I'm just thinking whether or not the last one of the week should just be a shootout between me and Joe, unless Joe wins next week. We'll see what happens next week. Look at him, he's trying to get it because he knows he's hosting, he needs <laughs> the points. 
Oh, we'll see. Anyway, that was a, a fairly decent quiz. We'll give you that. We'll give you that. No, happy days. Um, right then. Well, you're worse than your own customers when you try and host a pub quiz and everyone oh, tries to correct you. Yeah, because people <laughs> nobody know. Nobody corrects me on my pub quizzes. I'm just going to throw that out there. They haven't got a chance to because you win a quiz at your quiz and don't win the prize anyway. <laughs> so I didn't catch it in. I forgot to mention, I've got a swollen eye. It's gone down a little bit, but it was really, but it was almost like closed yesterday. Got something stuck in it, a hair, I think, or something. Anyway, I just thought Lovely. I'd mention that before we finish. So I've got a swollen eye. I'm now starting to feel ill because of my vaccine. Dear God. My dear Lord. You're going to have to watch two or five live now. That'll be cool. No, because that'll finish me off, believe me. <laughs> DDP starts soon. No broken school sessions, DDP. I shall look forward to that. I know Joe's very excited. His camera's been awful this week. He just keeps freezing in funny positions. Anyway, <laughs> I think I haven't run this past you guys yet, so I'm doing it live on the show. So sorry to throw this on you. But, you know, next week I think is probably going to be the um, last. Did, did we decide whether or not it was the last one before day one? And we've got another one before then. Well, if we do one next week one. and a week after, then we should be fine because day one's obviously. We've got two weeks until New Year's Eve. Well, that's fine right then. Now, so I on think Friday the seventeenth. I think next week, since it's Christmas week, we should do a special episode where we should basically do our year in review of wrestling. Um, so an idea just to put forward, ready for next week for our listeners. If we let's um, do our own Slammy Awards. We'll do our own Slammy Awards. There we go. We'll give <laughs> our own good. awards. You can make up your own categories and award them to whoever you want. So maybe we'll do three or four of them each. And then just your best moments and your worst moments from the year as well. So, yeah, look out for that next week, guys. Um, interestingly enough, it will be a special Christmas Eve edition episode because it will release next Friday on Christmas Eve. So, so make keep sure an eye out for you that. are listening whilst you're unwrapping your presents to get an even special dream. Or you have a listen to it on Christmas Day. If you're British, turn the Queen's speech off and put on the Christmas episode, the year in review of Grapplecast. But Dan, where can everybody find us on the socials? Yeah, you can find us uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Deezer, wherever you pick us up, really, um, on the link. But you can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, feel free to drop us a message. Give us a follow. Give us those five stars. And uh, give us a review. We'll give you a shout-out if you give us a review. Um, but, yeah, um, find us wherever you get your podcast. Grapple Cash Show. At Grapple Cash Show. Absolutely. Anything anybody wants to add before we go and... Well, I'm going to bed after this. I'm knackered. I'm often chippy. Oh, Christmas lovely. is coming. Yeah, oh, we know oh, who oh. isn't coming. Wyndham, because it ain't ever happening. More likely Kevin Owens going to AEW. Believe me, that's more likely. <laughs> Sign us off then, Jamie. Well, without further ado, I must bid you a good night and a goodbye. Hold one! Arm drag! Brett screwed Brett. It's me, Austin! I did it for the rock. Oh, such a massive thong wearing fatty. Number four, armbar! <laughs> <laughs>